Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 502 for the 17th of Nissan in a regular year. So before I started running my own business, I had a lot of different jobs. And one of the jobs which I had was actually to be a gym teacher at Base Rifka. And this was actually probably one of the most difficult jobs that I ever had. I taught gym to grades five through eight, and it was really, really difficult not because putting together the curriculum was so difficult or anything like that, but what was really difficult about it was merely just getting the girls to pay attention, <laughs> getting them to even, even getting through like roll call was really difficult, getting them to stand in a straight line, getting them to follow any of my instructions. It was really, really tough. And unfortunately, the re- one of the reasons why it was so difficult is because I set off, I did not, I was new to teaching. I hadn't really taught this age group before, especially not in like a school setting. And so I was not so familiar with how things need to go <laughs> in order to make everything run smoothly. So I made the grave mistake on day one of teaching of being too nice. So I came in with a big smile on my face. I was really nice to all the girls. I gave them personal attention. I was really warm. Big mistake. <laughs> because as I learned, and as many teachers told me afterwards, this is the exact opposite of what you need to do. You need to come in on the first day being really strong, being really cold, not smiling at all, and really and that's the way that you can gain their respect. Only in that way will they come and, and listen to you. And later, once you've earned the respect, once you, they have that fear instilled within them of you, then later as time goes on, you can start to show them a little bit more of a warmer side. You can start to loosen up a little bit. You can begin to smile and become friendly. But if you do that right in the beginning, then they will think of you more as a friend rather than a teacher and they won't respect you and <laughs> they will rule over you, which is really sadly what I learned. Eventually, long story short, I did eventually be, gain somewhat of the respect back. I was able to retroactively learn how to be a little bit tougher and <laughs> a little bit meaner to them and things like that. And it actually did work. And I did end up being able to control the class, but uh, but that's a subject for another time. So why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about my experience teaching Gemma based Rifka? Because it really relates to what we're going to be learning about today. So we're learning a new chapter in Likutea Marum today, chapter 41. And the subject of today's episode is exactly this idea that while we need, we've been talking a lot about loving God and fearing God and how both of these are really, really essential if we want to have the optimal type of service of God, if we want our service to really become elevated to the higher realms, we need to start with fear, interestingly enough. And this might seem somewhat um, 
counterintuitive because it might seem like the main goal, like when we think about really serving God in a real way, it might involve a lot of love and connecting to God in this really loving way. But what we'll learn about today is that it actually has to start with fear or another way to translate is awe. So the word for fear or awe in Hebrew is yira which is actually related as a side note to the word for seeing, interestingly enough. And we and the terms fear and awe, they're sort of used interchangeably because they're they are related and there are also different levels of this era. So this is where the English translation can kind of be a little bit tricky because when we think of fear and when we think of awe, they can like kind of connote very different things. So let's get straight into the text and see how the altar of a explains this and then maybe we can ch chat a little bit more at the end and bring it back into my gym teaching analogy. So the Altarabbas says that, however, a person must always keep in mind and remember that what is the beginning of service and its main thing and its root, like what is the main aspect of service? And that even though we know that the that yura, that again, fear or awe is this is the root for moving away from evil, like, like staying away from doing things that God doesn't want us to do. And love is the root of asetov, of doing things, of the positive commandments. Nevertheless, it's not enough to just arouse love on its own for doing those things that, uh, in order to propel us to do the, the asetov, the positive commandments. But, but rather, at bare minimum, we need to first arouse our innate fear, which is found in the inner recesses of our heart of every of the heart of every Jew so as not to rebel against the king of all kings namely God as we talked about above and we need to arouse this fear so that it becomes revealed in our heart or in our minds at least so again this is referencing to something we learned a few episodes ago about this idea that either when we serve God, we can either tap into this more innate love and fear that we have, which will lead to an intellectual um, kind of like recognition that we need to serve God, or we can come to start with the intellect and come to an intellectual understanding of God through intellectual contemplation and meditation, which will lead to this deeper feeling of passion within our hearts. And so we talked about that in relation to love and fear of God. So here we're specifically talking about the fear of God and how this applies to the fear of God. So again, so in the fear of God, there's the level of having it be re being revealed in our hearts which comes from that more intellectual contemplation and meditation or where it just becomes revealed in the mind. So we don't have this passionate fear of God, but we do have this like understanding that we need to, fe to fear God. And that comes from tapping into our innate fear of God. And that's kind of like the bare minimum of what we need. And this will lead us to have like this like understanding in our thoughts about the greatness of God and about, uh, and about God's kingship how God is the king of all the worlds, whether it's the higher realms or the lower realms, and God fills all the realms and God surrounds all the realms. In Hebrew, the terms for this is memalek kol amin and sovev kol amin. These are two terms that come up a lot in Chassidus. We'll definitely talk about them more as we get further into Tanya. As is written, and here the Altar Rebbe cites Yirmiyahu chapter 23, verse 24, where it says, meaning, do I not fill the heaven and the earth? So meaning to say that, again, alluding to this fact that God is everywhere, he's in the heavens and in the earth. And nevertheless, so 
this great God, which fills the entirety of heaven and earth, he leaves aside the supernal realms as well as the lower realms. And instead he comes and he connects his kingship to his nation, Israel. And not only to his nation, Israel, in a general sense, but to you, to every single individual. And this is why every single person needs to say that for me, the world was created. And is a citation from the Mishnah Sanhedrin from chapter four, Mishnah five of Sanhedrin, which says, for me, the world was created. So every person needs to really see it as if the entire world was created for them and to see God in this really personal way and to receive upon themselves the yoke of heaven to see that God is their individual king and to serve God and to do God's will in all different types of service, like the service of a servant. So now going back to my intro, intro, continuing with my experience teaching at Beis Rivka, uh, one thing that I really learned how to do in addition to not uh, being too nice, at least in the very beginning, is to not leave the classroom <laughs> for too long. And when I say for too long, for literally more than five seconds. Um, when I would leave for, when I would leave even just to go to the bathroom or something like that, I would come back into the room and the room was just chaotic. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. The, uh, the, the somehow all of the gym equipment that was stored in the closet was literally all over the gym. Um, girls were jumping on basketball hoops. It was just insane. It was really insane. And you know, what bring what this what comes to mind in this phraseology, and you'll see why I'm talking about this uh, in a second is the phrase when the cat is away, the mouse go out to play. So as wild as the girls were when I was in the room, uh, teaching them and or trying to teach them, it got way worse when I left the room when there was no teacher in the room, you know, like, that's like total freedom, the teacher leaves the room, you can do whatever you want, you know. And so why do I bring this up now at this part of the Tanya is because, you know, going online with this idea of fear and how to generate this fear or awe of God. Um, one thing that we need to recognize is the fact that God is always in the room, God never leaves the room. So even though sometimes it might feel to us as if God left the room, so to speak, God forbid. Um, we don't feel God's presence imminently in our lives in a perceptible manner. The truth is he's always here. He's always very, very much uh, present in our lives. And when we really cultivate this recognition, this itself can help us generate this fear, this awe of God. And now we'll see that the imagery that the ultra uses here is not a gym teacher, but he's actually going to give an example of a king of flesh and blood, that one way to cultivate uh, fear of God is to really imagine how you might feel in the face of a, a king of flesh and blood. So nowadays, most of us can't really relate to the idea of a king, you know, unless maybe you live in England and the royalty royalty is still a thing over there. But here we can think a bit of it in terms of maybe even politicians nowadays, we don't really um, give that much credence to. But nevertheless, whether it's the president of the United States or somebody who is really, you know, a, a, a billionaire that you really look up to or something like that, maybe for some of you, it's Elon Musk or whatever it is, some somebody that you really... Uh, see in a very high way, um, you know, imagine how you would act if they were to walk into the room and how you would behave if they were to walk into the room. So with God, all the more so is that the case, that all the more so that we, you know, a way to cultivate this appreciation that God is really here all the time and he's never uh, not in the room, so to speak, is to really think about um, 
try to cultivate a, a flesh and blood image in that way, not to say that God is a flesh and blood, but it's something that we can kind of relate to. So the way that the Altar Rebbe explains this is going back into the text, where the Altar Rebbe brings up a couple of citations. The first one is from Breshis, chapter 28, verse 13, which says, Vehina Hashem nitzav alav, which means, and behold, Hashem stands over him. And then the second citation is from Yeshayahu, chapter 6, verse 3, which states, that the entire world is filled with his glory. So the altar begins with these two citations to really il illustrate that this is really the truth, that, that God is fills the entire world and God does stand over each and every one of us. And God is scrutinizing his kidneys and his heart. So Obviously, this is meant in a more figurative way that God is basically sees the inner workings of who we are, like our inner, our inner intentions, what's really going on on the inside. Are we serving, is a person serving God properly? And thus, we really need to stand in front of God with a sense of reverence, a sense of ema in Hebrew and yira and fear, like awe, as if you were standing in front of a king and to really deepen in your thought this idea and to really lengthen like think about this at length according to the understanding of your of your mind and in your thoughts according to the amount of time that you have like if you have spare time you should really use that time to really think about this and think about God before you involve yourself in Torah study or in doing a mitzvah like for example before putting on your talis and tefillin if you're a guy obviously and so, yeah, so that's, that's actually the end of the section. So just to recap, so basically the Ultra is just making this really practical for us here, this idea of cultivating this fear and awe of God. He's saying that the way that we can do this and what we really should be doing is we really should be cultivating this sense of reverence, of awe, of fear of God, the same way that we would if he were a king of flesh and blood. And we should do this according to the abilities of our mind and to do it at length and really to do it in depth according to the amount of not only our intellectual capacities, but the amount of spare time that we have. We should really use the spare time, especially when it comes to right before learning Torah or before we do a mitzvah to really try to cultivate the sense of awe of God. So once again, to bring it back to our analogy of when the cat is away the mice run out, come out to play. In our case, the cat is never away. And we have to really remember that. Even if we may not see the cat with our physical eyes, the cat, quote unquote, is always there. So that's it for today. And we will continue along these lines tomorrow. And I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.